Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Argue with the Wall. It's me. We're back. And I'm sweating my nuts off right now in my apartment. It is, it's like 93 degrees outside right now. And it's, I'm assuming, probably 80, 81, 82 degrees in my apartment right now. Uh, And you guys know I have to turn off my fans. And it is... I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive. This is, this one might have to be done in a couple of takes because this is fucking brutal. And can I be honest with you guys right now? It's currently Monday. Um, when you're listening to this, it's probably Tuesday. Um, and it's... I am slacking a little bit because I recorded something, but the audio was absolutely fucked. So I had to re-record it. But I had a better idea of what I wanted to talk about anyways. I wanted to talk about unpopular opinions from you guys since none of my fucking friends will come on this podcast or they all say oh i want to come on your podcast i want to come on your podcast and then whenever i ask they're like oh no i can't okay you fake bitches yeah you know who you know who i'm talking about you know who you are any fucking ways oh i'm already sweating but i went on the instagram and i asked you know your guys's uh unpopular opinions and I went on Snapchat too, and I asked for some opinions that might be a little controversial, and I'm excited to share them and then give my opinion on them. So it's like I'm talking to you guys, and you're telling me your hot takes and your opinions, but since you're all fake and you're not coming on my podcast to talk to me about them in real life, this is just going to have to fucking do for now. So let's begin. All right, first up. I'm not going to say who who said it because I can see just in case you guys, I don't know, are just so fucking embarrassed about your opinions, which is weird, but you never know. So I'm not going to say who said it, but I do know who hasn't said anything and you're fake for that. And I'm considering blacklisting you guys. So just think about that next time I do this. Okay. Number one, hot men are overrated. Now, if you guys don't remember, I did a episode where I talked about ugly hot versus hot ugly. And basically, to, to recap that, hot ugly is when a guy is conventionally hot, so it makes him ugly. Um, not quite sure exactly how, like, psychologically how that works, but it's just true. And then there are guys that are, like, a little bit ugly, but that makes them hot. So it's something about like a guy not being conventionally attractive that makes them attractive. So for example, um, like Pete Davidson isn't like conventionally attractive, but like a lot of people think he's hot for that uh, compared to like fucking, I don't know, who's someone who's like Chris Hemsworth is conventionally attractive, which he would be like a hot ugly, even though there are people who are just hot, hot. And there are people who are just ugly, ugly. I don't know. But basically, hot men are overrated. And I completely agree. I think hot men are overrated because a majority of hot men either are not humbled at all or are just weird or they're assholes, which kind of goes along with being humbled. So, yeah, hot men are overrated because the the few hot men that exist in my territory in which I reside are assholes And they know they're attractive conventionally. So that makes them, their ego just go through the fucking roof. And then it's like, I don't, I don't want that. 
So, and I've always questioned why I kind of go for, like, guys who aren't as conventionally attractive. I always thought it was because I didn't, I, like, subconsciously thought I didn't deserve a guy who was conventionally attractive. Like, I didn't, you know, I wasn't hot enough for that. But no, it's because whenever guys aren't conventionally attractive or they're a little, you know, ugly hot, it's because they're a little humbled and they have character and they know they're not this fucking six-pack, jacked, ripped, conventionally hot guy. And so they're a little they're a little bit humbled about it. And you don't get that with an like a hot guy. Hot men are overrated, and I completely fucking agree with you. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying it with your chest, because I completely agree. Ugly, and I don't want to say ugly guys, but I am going to just, you know, for, for like the purpose of hot and ugly. I, ugly guys typically are funnier. They're nicer. They have more substance to them. They like to do things. They're probably smarter. No offense, actually all offense to Hawkeyes. Yeah, no, ugly guys are probably a lot more fun to be around. They're not as weird. They're not as, like, they're not as focused on being attractive or making sure their presence is attractive. They're just, ugly guys are just there to just have a good time and to have fun and to crack a joke and to be nice. Ugly guys know their place in the world, just like us unconventionally attractive women. We know our place and we see the ugly hot guys, and we recognize them. Hot, ugly? No, I don't want it. I don't want any part of that. I want no part of a hot guy, a conventionally hot guy. Conventionally, that's the important part, because I think ugly hot is hot, obviously. You give me a guy that's, like, not conventionally hot, I think he's probably going to be one of the hottest motherfuckers ever. Like, I got, I have one man in my head right now, I'm not going to say who he is because he's, like, a normal person, but he's, like, not conventionally attractive. You know, he's not, like... I'm just picturing the hot ugly in my head right now as, like, Dave Franco. I think he's hot ugly. Like, he's a little too hot for me. Now, this guy I'm thinking in my head, who's just a commoner like me, he he's, he's ugly hot. I don't think he's ugly, but it's just the principle of, like, society would probably say he's like a little bit ugly or like unconventionally attractive hopefully that makes sense if it doesn't i don't care next one hot dogs are so bad and i couldn't agree more for those of you who don't know i don't eat meat i still eat fish and i completely agree hot dogs and the person who said this i'm pretty sure does eat meat and i i completely agree it's tubes of meat you ever look up how hot dogs are made look it up literally look it up could you imagine like if we were all cannibalists and just having you know someone's thigh meat shoved in a grinder grinded up processed smoothed out and then shoved in a tube you think that that is going to be delicious no no and i don't care okay like yeah lily it's not human meat it might be you don't know that but it's animal meat so what the fuck is the difference i understand the difference so shut up but, like, hot dogs are so fucking gross. I've had a hot dog before. I used to eat meat. I get it. There, There's a time and a place for a hot dog. But that time and the place is you're either shit-faced at 3 a.m. downtown and there's a hot dog stand and you need something in your tummy because you're going to fucking explode in the morning and you're not going to feel that great. 
Either way, you're not going to feel great because you're eating a fucking tube of meat. But regardless, there's a time and a place and it's very, very selective of how many times a year you should be having a hot dog. If you're having a hot dog on a daily or weekly or monthly basis, you need to go to the hospital. You need to get your stomach checked out, your intestines removed, cleaned out, dipped in hydrogen peroxide and rubbing alcohol, probably bleached as well. Your gut needs a full cleanse. Get the juice cleanse out because if you're eating hot dogs that often, it's there's no way that's actually good for you. I don't care. It's so processed that it doesn't even fucking make sense. I hate hot dogs. I've had vegan hot dogs and I think that's fine because any vegan meats are already gross and it's not even real meat. It's just soy and shit. But an actual animal's meat being grinded up, softened, processed, preserved, smoothened into a tube. A tube, guys. You're eating a tube of meat, aka a penis. A penis is a tube of meat. One you can eat, one you can't. So why would you ever want to eat a fucking hot dog or a penis? I don't know. <laughs> God, I fucking hate hot dogs. They're horrible. And I feel like there needs to be more people on this planet that hate hot dogs. I feel so seen and heard by this submission. I'm so excited that someone hates hot dogs just as much as I do. I don't know, maybe just as much, but this person agrees that hot dogs are fucking disgusting. And I think everyone should. I think everyone who likes hot dogs and like genuinely enjoys a hot dog needs to take a step back. Take a step back. Do yourself a favor. Look up a YouTube video on how hot dogs are made from start to finish and see how you feel. And if you're still like, yeah, I don't care, you need you need help. You need psychotherapy help and you need, you need a therapist, probably a psychologist and probably a mental ward because if you're enjoying hot dogs after watching how they're made, you're a sick fuck. Sorry. Someone says saying bless you after someone sneezes has to go. And you know what? I disagree. I disagree with this because here's why you're in a classroom. Let me set, let me set the scene. You're in a classroom and whether or not the teacher is speaking or if it's completely silent, you're making a disruption. And there's this known societal rule that when someone sneezes, you got to say bless you. And it's like, like, like whenever you hurt yourself or you get hurt physically, emotionally, mentally, I don't know. And someone says, I'm so sorry. Or it's like whenever someone dies and someone says I'm sorry for your loss it's just like a generous thing to say it's it's common decency so not me comparing you know not not to compare losing someone I love to a sneeze but at the end of the day whenever you sneeze someone is saying hey I recognize you that your heart just stopped for one second because that's why people say bless you by the way they're recognizing that your heart just stopped for a second and now you you've just been blessed by this person whether or not you're religious I don't care I'm not really but it's still a courteous thing to say but yeah if you guys didn't know that that's why we say bless you um, you know what I am gonna look up the the origins of blessing bless you when someone sneezes give me a minute here all right I just googled it and of course it fucking originates back to the bubonic plague that does not that does not 
surprise me at all. Why does everything always go back to the bubonic plague? Apparently, that's why it's it's it originated in Rome when the bubonic plague was ravaging. I feel like I said that wrong in Europe. Another theory says in ancient times, people believed that sneezing would allow evil spirits to enter your body and saying, God bless you, kept those evil spirits out. Now, that just brought a very visceral image in my head of like Egyptians and the Romans sneezing. That feels like a very modern thing. Like the sheer thought of Julius Caesar saying, God bless you, makes me really uncomfortable. Because that's just not a thing that they should have done back then. I don't know why sneezing and saying bless you seems like something only for like the 19th, 20th, and 21st century. Anything before that, that's just like humans didn't sneeze. What about the first versions of humans? Did they sneeze? How did we learn how to sneeze? I'm googling it. Hang on. Well, imagine fucking that. Imagine that. Some say it came into use, sneezing during the plague pandemics of the 14th century. So it actually makes me feel a little bit better that Julius Caesar probably didn't sneeze because that sheer thought makes me (laughs) really feel really, really unsettled. Ugh, could you imagine? Who was the first person to sneeze? (laughs) In approx- I love the internet. In approximately five-second film, which was shot January 1894 on one of Thomas Edison's assistants, Fred Ott, takes a pinch of snuff and sneezes. So that was the first person recorded that sneezed. It was a five-second film. Thank you, Fred Ott. Where did sneezing come from? When foreign matters such... Okay, I know how why we sneeze. Interesting. Can a person sneeze to death? No, 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 no. Death. No, 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 death. The heart keeps on ticking. A sneeze cannot kill you. Thank you, WebMD. Why do sneezes feel good? Endorphins stimulate the brain's pleasure center and they, because they come in a quick burst. So does the pleasure. Once a sneeze starts, you can't stop it because it's a reflex. So the stimulation starts, sends a signal in your brain that there's something irritating inside the nose. So what's the correlation between sneezing and masturbation? Because I kind of want to know. God, my Google history searches right now. Let me tell you. Why do we say a chew when we sneeze? The chew occurs... On the exhale, because most of the muscles in your body are reflexively contracting. This clamps your mouth shut until the pressure in your lungs rises too high and the air escapes in a burst. What did ancient people think about sneezing? Holy shit. So Wikipedia lied to me. Apparently in 401 BC, people were sneezing. So I will not be sleeping tonight, basically. Sneezes were believed to be prophetic signs from God. In 401 BC, for instance, the Athenian general Xenophon gave a speech exhorting his fellow soldiers to fight against the Persian. A soldier underscored his conclusion with a sneeze. Now, the people back in that day, that time and place, they had some weird fucking theories. Like, the fact that they would heal sick people by draining their blood, in theory... It kind of makes sense, but it's still just dumb as fuck. And the thought that sneezes were too, that were believed to be signs from the gods. No. What the fuck? Can you sneeze in your sleep? It's not possible to sneeze during your sleep. Sleep causes paralysis of the reflex muscle to, 
muscle contraction, meaning the relevant muscles become inactive. Interesting. So if you're ever trying to fake fall asleep, don't sneeze because then that's a clear sign you are not actually sleeping. Is it better to sneeze through your nose or mouth? The goal is to expel the irritant from the nasal cavity, so it's important to sneeze at least partly out of your nose. We can't do it. What? Wait. <laughs> what do the Romans say after a sneeze? Oh. oh. Okay, so the Romans were sneezing. Okay. Well, that makes me a little uncomfortable. Pope Gregory the uh, the seventh. I can't read Roman numerals. Enjoyed his people. Enjoined his people to say, "May God bless you," as an equivalent to, "I hope you may rid yourself of the." Bacillus. Bacillus. B-A-C-I-L-L-U-S. The Romans used blessing salve, meaning good health to you. Alright, well there you go. Quick history lesson on sneezing. That really took a turn. But that was actually very interesting. We got women shouldn't care about a man's height and vice versa. No. I'm gonna stop you right there, actually. And the person who said this is tall, so... I think that might have something to do with this because I do think that I have the right to judge a man in his height. Now, granted, if I find a man who I am in absolute love with and I love everything about him, but he's a little bit shorter, okay, I'm not going to fucking reject him. I'm not that shallow, but at surface level, I find taller guys immediately more attractive immediately like they're okay in my head right now and if you're one of my closest friends you might know what I'm talking about but there's a guy that I used to hang out with and he was a little bit shorter but I knew that if he were taller I would probably find him more attractive now does that make me a bad person I don't think so I think that's just my preference I'm allowed, to ha- I'm, allowed- I'm allowed to have preferences, and so are guys. If a guy likes taller women, period, more power. D1 athletes, here they come. But for me personally, I like to feel like I am being encapsulated by a man's arms. So when I'm, you know, hanging out with someone who is 5'6", I'm not really going to feel encapsulated and protected. Now, if you give me a man who is 6'4", I might... I might be down the clown. So, yeah, I do. I completely disagree with you. I think it's because you're tall. And that's why you're saying that. Because most, you're more limited. Because you're what, fucking, you're like 5'10 or something. So, yeah, you're, you're guys, you're limited. Actually, that hasn't stopped you. You've, you've dated short men. So, I can't actually even say anything. But good for you. If you really genuinely don't care about a man's height, more power to you. Now, I'm not going to say I don't care about it, but I'm not going to say it's the only thing that matters to me. I'm allowed I'm allowed to. Should I not care as much as I do? Probably. And maybe I'll grow out of that. But as of right now, I do care. Because I live in... I'm not going to say where I live. But the town I reside in is... It's slim pickings. So I might as well just pick out the tall ones. Because I have a better chance of finding them attractive than I do 80% of the population here. Next one. Stay-at-home dads should be normalized. I completely agree. I think that's a great opinion. Um, there's this one guy on TikTok that is a stay-at-home dad. And I think it's fucking awesome. 
I think that is completely something that should be normalized. Stay-at-home dads rock. And, you know, the first time I was introduced to a stay-at-home dad on the internet, I don't know any personally, I was a little bamboozled because I was like, holy shit, a man actually feeling comfortable enough in his position as, like, being a man, he's comfortable enough with letting his wife, or I guess... And, and I'm thinking in the sense of, like, a man-woman relationship. I guess this could still go for a man-man relationship. But he's comfortable enough to be like, okay, yeah, you can... I'll stay at home. Because some guys are just, like, bred where they're like, no, I have to I have to work. I have to be the, the sole provider. And it's like, okay, dude, your wife already makes more than you. Why? And you don't need to work. So why can't you just be comfortable with, like, not doing anything? And just, you know doing dishes and if you have children taking care of your kids picking them up doing the groceries what the fuck's so wrong about that I personally I've I've gone back and forth with the idea of being a stay-at-home mom or just wife because I don't really plan on being a mom but you never know I, I go back and forth with it because it's like I want to be able to have my own money in case you know anything were to happen with me and my partner so it's like would I be a stay-at-home wife? Maybe. It depends. It depends. It really does. What does it depend on, you might ask? I don't know. But I just feel like it depends. I wouldn't mind being able to, like, not do anything, but I feel like I would get bored. I would need to have friends that are also stay-at-home wives or moms so I can just, like, so I actually have someone to hang out with. Otherwise, I'm just going to be sitting at home doing nothing. I can only do so many home renovations and cook so many meals and clean so many tables and floors. Like, I, I gotta keep myself busy somehow. I can only read so many books. I can only paint so many pictures. I feel like I would get really, really fucking bored. I, maybe I would take up just, like, a little part-time job. Maybe a little side business. I've always wanted to start a card-making business. I love making cards for people. So maybe that it would be something that I would enjoy to do. But I think it comes down to, like, having your own money. And, like, I, I just, I can't wrap my head around the thought of buying things for myself with my husband's money. Even though it's, like, that's what he's there to do. Like, the thought of having to ask for permission to buy something, even if he was, like, no. Like, seriously, if you want to get something, you don't need to consult me, blah, blah, blah. But still, I would not feel comfortable with it. And so I do wonder if maybe that's how the dads in this question feel sometimes it's like and I guess stereotypically guys don't really frequently online clothing shop but to a certain extent it's like I wonder if they ask their wives like hey you care if I buy this barbecue I guess that's for the house but like I'm talking like more for himself like if I were a stay-at-home wife or mom and I wanted to buy like a kind of expensive coat or something that I wanted to invest in. I wouldn't feel comfortable just like buying it without consulting. But if I had my own job and my own money, I I wouldn't have to consult anyone. So I think it's just the, the thought of like someone else having kind of a upper hand on me. I don't like feeling enclosed and entrapped. I like having an escape route. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I do think that um, stay at home dads should be a thing and it should be normalized. All right, another one. When you hit the 22... 21 age there shouldn't be such a long talking stage either you want it or you don't 
and I completely also, I, I, I agree with this as well. Because, like I talked about in um, a previous episode, being single, I talk about how men from the ages of, like, 17, really 13 when their balls fucking drop, but whenever people start dating, when guys start dating, from, like, the ages of, like, 16, 17 up until they're, like, 26, that's being generous, usually it's later than that, they, like, don't know what they want, they're not mature mentally enough to be in a committed stable healthy relationship with someone so it's like when you hit 21 22 yeah in a perfect fucking world there wouldn't be such a long talking stage and I'm not putting all the blame on a guy because I'm sure there are girls out there that definitely make it a long talking stage but in my experience guys most men are doing the taking the long the long game they're dragging that shit out because they are scared of a commitment they're scared to actually commit to someone and it's just not enough because they want they don't they enjoy talking to you but it's like as soon as you actually get serious with a girl they think they've lost some form of freedom especially at the age of 21 22 when you're in college probably and you have this whole especially if you go to a big college you have this whole pool of people to pick from and once you lock down one of them you're like shit what am I missing and then you know more freshmen come in and then guys are like oh new meat all right see ya and then they just dispose of you because they get bored of you or whatever their fucking reason is. Either you want it or you don't, period. And I don't know if it's, like, that simple. But after you've been talking to someone for... I want Like, I want to say if you are consistently talking to someone and hanging out with someone for two months, maybe. And you're not, like, dating yet. Because there's, like, the talking stage. There's pre-talking stage. Talking stage. And then a short phase where there's, like, being exclusive and then dating. So let me break it down. There's a pre-talking stage where you're still maybe talking to other people, but you're definitely interested in this person. Then you get to the talking stage where that's the only person you're really talking to, but it's still kind of new and you're hanging out, but you're not getting as serious. Then you're exclusive where you both have said, I'm not, like, hooking up, I'm not talking to any other people besides you. And then I think that you become you get into a relationship whenever one person asks the other person out to be your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever I think that's where it that's like the day when people are like no he doesn't need to ask me I mean we've been no 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 no. I need a definitive hey will you be my girlfriend and honestly sometimes I've gone to the point I've never done it but I've have gone to the point where I'm like hey do you want to be my boyfriend I've been really close to doing that. And you know what? Maybe maybe this year... Actually, I don't even want to fucking say that. It's not like I'm talking to anyone. But if it ever came down to it, I might say that. But at the end of the day, I need, I need, a, I need a sentence that is crisp and clear of your intentions. That's another thing. The whole, like, guessing game... And theorizing about, oh, what does this text mean? What does, what does he mean by this? Does he actually, you know, is he hooking up with other people? Just fucking ask. Just say it. It saves you so much time. 
So yeah, the talking stage, I broke it down and I do agree it shouldn't be as long. I've, I know people who have talked to someone for many months and by that time they're just using you. If you want to be in a relationship with that person, but they're not fully committing to it after a couple of months, I think that's a red flag in and of itself and you need to get out of there because clearly they're not down for the long run. They're just there to dick around. And even if they are kind of committed to you, there's still that sense of like, if they're not having a conversation with you and saying, hey, I really like you and I really enjoy talking to you and I, and just having that conversation. But like, and even if you were to open up that conversation and they get a little weird, they start acting defensive or they kind of dismiss that conversation, run away, run away, babe. That is not the way to go. No bueno. Ooh, this is a good one. Brittany Griner's nine-year prison sentence is reasonable. Americans act so ignorant. All right, for those of you who don't know, um, and let me just double-check on this because I'm a little worried that I'm going to say something not fully correct. This this is, like, very, very recent news. So, um, Brittany Griner is a professional basketball player, and she plays for the women's NBA. And I think it was, I don't know exactly why she was in Russia. But, um, oh, here it is. Okay. She was convicted of smuggling drugs into Russia and sentenced to nine years of jail time. This was literally Thursday, so this was only a couple of days ago. They sentenced her to nine years and fined her one million rubles. I think, sorry, this isn't funny, but rubles, I think, rubles, rubles, is Russian, Russia's uh, currency, I guess, which is about um, a little over $16,000. She said, uh, she apologized to the court and asked for leniency in an emotional speech. So she's going for the emotional appeal right now. She said, never meant to hurt anybody, never meant to put in jeopardy the Russian population. I never meant to break any laws here. I made an honest mistake and I hope that in your ruling it doesn't end my life. It doesn't end my life here. I know everybody keeps talking about pol- political pawn and politics, but I hope that that is far from this courtroom. So basically people are saying that it is a political move, anything involving any country besides fucking the United States is probably a political move, clearly because that's just how Americans think. There's this new recent article that says the U.S. may do two-for-two prisoner swap to get Griner and Whelan Whelan, out of Russia. He was a, oh wait, a former Marine, Paul Whelan. They're going to do a two-for-two prisoner swap. I don't know who the fuck they're swapping, so what, we're going to, we have two, does that mean we have two Russian prisoners that we're going to send back to Russia if they give us two of them back. But going off of what this person said in the submission, I do kind of agree. I'll be honest. She knew what she was doing. She's she's old enough to know that I don't know exactly what drugs. I'm going to Google what drugs she brought into the country. Hashish oil in her luggage. What the fuck is hashish oil? God, I this is making me feel really stupid. Smuggling drugs. If it's just... What the fuck is hash hash? She had two vape cartridges. Yeah, 
on, what the fuck is hash ash oil? Oh, weed? No way. There's no way she's getting sent nine years. Nine years of prison time in, in Russia because of cannabis oil. There's no way. Okay, well, now maybe if that's the only thing that she had and that's, those are her drug charges, she was probably aware or maybe she wasn't aware that it was illegal in Russia. I'm, I, it, clearly it is because now she's getting charged nine years. Again, guys, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. I have very little knowledge on this topic, but this is just from, you know, a couple of articles that I just read. So I do kind of agree. I think that is definitely an unpopular opinion. And I do think that Americans are a little ignorant whenever it comes to the law. And it's like, there's this very fixated nationalism when it comes to Americans and protecting people in foreign countries. But there's something about making everything political that people just love to do. And I definitely think the media plays a huge part of uh, part into it. So I do kind of agree with that. I definitely, I don't know, man, nine years for, for cannabis oil. I get their laws are different, but what the fuck? There's no way that was like, there's no way that was the only drug. Nine years just for cannabis oil. There's no way. That's fucking insane. Someone else said eating meat is gross. Like I said earlier, I don't eat meat. So this opinion matters a lot to me. I stopped eating meat because I had a hunch that it was giving me migraines. I was getting severe migraines and headaches every single day. I was taking ibuprofen a lot. It was giving me um, bloody noses very, very frequently because it's a blood thinner. And I could not keep doing that every single day. It was not good for me. And so I did some Googling. Whether or not it was a placebo effect, I don't really know. But I stopped eating meat and um, I stopped having migraines and headaches every single day. I'll get one every once in a while, but that's just normal for me. But I don't know if it was just in my head. I don't really care. I've been doing it for about, what did I do that? That was four, five, six years ago. I stopped eating meat. So quite some time now. I think it was like five, five, six years. Eating meat at the end of the day is gross. Does it taste good? Yeah, sometimes. I did used to eat meat, obviously, but I still eat fish. Um, and I don't do it you know, I, I mean, the environmental part of it is a bonus, but at the end of the day, that's not exactly why I did it. And I don't think I'll ever go back. I don't want to say never, just like how, how I can't say I'll never have kids, but I really don't see a reason as to why I would go back now. I also am terrified of how it would react with my stomach. Genuinely so fucking terrified. If I ate a fucking filet mignon after six years of not eating meat, you know what that does to a person's asshole? unspeakable things so yeah eating meat is a little bit gross at the end of the day if you ever watch any form of documentary of how meat is processed and I get you know I'm not super one-sided about most things but especially this because there was a time where I used to eat meat and I do see the sides like the ethical sides where there are some you know local farms that do treat their animals well and do 
which is kind of an oxymoron. They kill them in an ethical way, which is a topic I don't really feel like deep diving into right now. But the process in which meat is processed is rather disturbing, just like how hot dogs are the worst fucking thing on the planet. Yeah, I don't I don't have exactly too much to say about eating meat because I it's a personal choice. I do just think it's kind of gross. I understand why people do it. I understand the appeal. But at the end of the day, at surface level, it is kind of gross. And especially if you're getting it from these companies that aren't local and they're mass manufacturing and killing animals and not treating them well, I just can't imagine doing that. Now, is it a little hypocritical of me to say that because I still eat fish and I don't eat fish from a local fishery or whatever the fuck fish farm whatever the fuck the, the where at fish market but I also don't have that luxury because I don't live near an ocean so it would be a little hard for me to get fresh locally sustainably sourced fish whenever I'm living in West Virginia so that's a little bit difficult however I I do think that living in a place where there is the opportunity of supporting local businesses that sustainably raise and process and kill their animals still doesn't sound right to me. That's a little different, but it is hard for me to eat fish whenever that's like sustainably raised and sourced and everything whenever I don't live near an ocean. I'm sure there probably is, but whatever. You guys know what I mean. At the end of the day, yeah, eating meat in my head is a little gross, especially whenever they got those, like the fat on it. I used to love eating the fat on like pork chops and shit. It's just so gross. There are so many brands out there that make vegan meat that taste very, very similar to meat and that satisfies my needs because I do like the taste of it it's not like you know I I enjoy the taste more now because I know it's not actual animal meat if that makes sense next opinion I'm gonna brush over this one but I do agree with it just to preface people who still have trump signs in their yard have mental issues and need help I do think that if there are people that still have like um MAGA signs and trump signs in their yard and and flags and stuff it's a little overdue i think it's time we got we got to take them down you can put them back up if he reruns but it's it's like trump 2020 and it's like it's we're halfway through the year of 2022 it's it it's almost it's a little sad now like we gotta we gotta face reality and if you want to enjoy him as a person i don't know why you would but if you do, you can. You might want to do that without plastering it everywhere because it's like he's 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 not he's not running right now. He's not running anymore. That that was that was a couple years ago, guys. Come on, pick it up, get a grip. Next, online shopping is so much better than shopping in the store. No social anxiety. Can look up whatever you want, and you can still return if you need to. I so agree. I think shopping in person is one of the most overwhelming things on the fucking planet. Online shopping is one of the most therapeutical things you can ever do. I just 
um, was online shopping this morning on Amazon. It's so therapeutic because you get to look at all of your options. You get to do your, you know, your honey discount codes. You can't do that in in person. And there's something about being able to, you just, you have more access to things. Whenever I go to a mall, I'm limited to however many stores. Whenever I'm online shopping, I get to compare prices. I get to go to any fucking store I want to in the comfort of my own hot, sweaty home. I think that's a beautiful thing. I don't think there's any downside to online shopping. Maybe like shipping prices, but if you think about it, if you go to a store in person, the gas it takes for you to probably get to a local mall and the shipping's between like 5 and $10 Honestly, the the gas that you use to get to the mall, or at least around where I am-ish, it, it's going to take you probably that amount of gas. So it's like the shipping cost isn't even a downside. Taxes are still a thing in person. There's literally not a downside, I, unless there's something like in-store only. But I feel like nowadays that rarely happens. And you're right. There is no social anxiety. Have you guys ever been to a Forever 21 the lights are blinding you. They're playing loud ass music. It's either freezing cold in there or you're sweating your balls off. And there is just mass amounts of clothes. And nine times out of 10, it's probably not well organized, especially the clearance section. That is a war zone that should remain untouched. And you should not be going anywhere near there, especially on Black Friday. Holy shit. Let's, let's dive into that. Black Friday shopping is the one of the most overwhelming experiences of my life. I used to go Black Friday shopping with my aunt, my cousin, and my sister. It was it was a tradition. We would go, we would wake up, ass crack of dawn. I'm talking like 3 a.m. Go to the mall, go all day until 8 p.m. You know how, like, that's not normal. And then I realized overconsumption is such a huge issue in this world and how I don't need that much stuff regardless of oh, this deal only happens once a year. No, it doesn't. Not anymore. Online shopping has become, like, online deals and stuff have become so prevalent in the online shopping world that it's, like, Black Friday deals are not what they used to be. There's deals all year round. There's Amazon Day. There's Prime Deal Days. There's, you know, summer BOGO sales. There's Easter deals. It's, like, Black Friday is not what it used to be. So it's like, and now you have Cyber Monday. What the fuck is Cyber Monday? Just capitalism at its finest. Jesus. I'll never understand it, but you know what? Don't sit there and act like I don't love a good Cyber Monday sale. Guys, I do. I enjoy it. I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't. I enjoy a good sale. First place I go to whenever I'm shopping anywhere, sale section. Because why would I pay full price if there are things that are on sale that I can get that I love just as much? If I don't find anything in the sale, then I go to the normal price or I just leave the store. Now, whenever you are online shopping, you can go to that sale section online and then you can refine everything. That's the beauty about online shopping. You can refine your size, color, um, length, style. You can refine it so easily that it makes online, it just makes shopping in general so much quicker and more efficient. Whenever you're in the sales section of Forever 21, you got larges, mediums, smalls, 
extra larges and triple extra smalls all bunched up together and you got to sift through all of them. You see a cute shirt at surface level and then you realize that it's a size too big or too small for you and then it, it's it's the most disappointing thing. But whenever you're online shopping, you can just refine it and you're good to go. You get to see what is in your size, what's in the colors that you're looking for, what's in the sleeve lengths or the pants length or the skirt length that you're looking for. And if you don't find anything, boom, next door, just in your other tab. You don't have to walk anywhere. Maybe it is a little bit, a little bit of laziness, but it's, I don't think it's laziness. I just think it's efficiency. All right, last one. I think this is the last one. Ending out with a bang here. Drinking milk is good. Like drinking a glass of milk is good. And to the person who said this, I love you so much, but fuck you for saying this. I think that drinking milk is nothing a human should ever be doing. Can we just think about how milk is taken? It's from a teat. It's from a nipple of a cow that's shitting and farting and pissing all over themselves all day. And yeah, I guess, oh yeah, Lily, it's cleaned, it's cleaned, it's cleaned. No, at the end of the day, it came from a a poopy nipple, and now you're going to chug a glass of thick, white liquid. Take that ever, how you ever will. Take it. Take it or leave it. Because the sheer thought of drinking a glass of cow's milk, I don't know, man. There's... Yeah, I did used to do that, but even whenever I was younger and I did it, I didn't enjoy it. I was always forced to because, oh, it makes your bones so strong. Give me a can of beans then or spinach. I, I'd i rather eat that than drink a glass of milk and finish it. Now, here's the only time I'll drink milk, and it's typically almond milk. But if I'm eating Oreos or something, then I'll go in and I will drink the milk right afterwards but besides that I honestly cannot tell you a time I've just drank in a plain glass of milk even with almond milk I'm not really just chugging a glass I'm not guzzling a down a glass of oat milk at my leisure let alone cow's milk that thought makes my stomach hurt and I'm not even lactose intolerant it's just the thought of drinking like just thick milk Especially, oh my god, especially people who drink glasses of whole milk, plain whole milk. Now, here's the thing. I want to I wanna counter-argue here by saying that chocolate milk is different. I will drink a glass of chocolate milk. Now, yeah, it is still milk, but it's flavored. The, the taste of regular white milk, any kind of cow's milk, 2% whole milk, skim milk, they're all horrible. However, you throw chocolate into the equation, especially whole milk, whole milk, chocolate milk is fucking amazing. I'll be honest. But there's just something about plain cow's milk that just doesn't sit right with me mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all the above. Just, just, just think about it. Think about it. Are you thinking about it? Think about drinking a glass of plain whole white cow's milk. How does that make you feel? Probably not good. Be honest with yourself and say it probably would not feel good and sit right with me whether that's physically or spiritually or emotionally or mentally or all. 
there's just no way that you would say, yeah, yeah, no, Lily, that would make me feel really good. No. And if it does make you feel good, I'm, I'm going to need you to make yourself known so I can block you on everything because that is sick. So the person who who sent this in, I love you. I, I already prefaced by saying that. I love you. I want to squeeze you. I miss you. But the sheer thought of chugging a glass of milk with you, I would have to get paid a lot of money. Now, here's the only time that chugging a glass of milk, not even chugging, just even just sipping on a glass of milk. Ooh, no, just ooh, no, 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 no. The only time I might, might be able to drink a glass of 2% cow's milk is if I'm eating meatloaf. And as you know, I don't eat meatloaf. Therefore, I am not drinking cow's milk. I'm not drinking a glass of milk. I'm not, I'm not doing it. If I'm not eating meatloaf, I'm not drinking a glass of milk. Because otherwise, if I am drinking milk, I'm going to be sipping on almond milk and only with my golden Oreos. And that's it. No questions about it. So yeah, those of you who didn't submit anything, I want to say a polite fuck you. I still love you, but I'm going to resent you for a little bit. However, those of you who did submit something, you know who you are, and I love you. You guys are the real ones, and I appreciate you for sharing your opinions, and I'm glad I got to have my hot take on it. This was actually really fun, and I very much enjoyed it. So thank you guys for sending in your opinions. I had a lot of fun researching sneezing. That was actually probably my favorite part about this. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I will catch you guys next week. Bye. Shit, wait, I forgot to mention. You can follow the podcast on Instagram. I knew I was forgetting something. You can follow the pod on Instagram at argue with the wall and the with is just a W. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, just argue with the wall. You can follow this podcast. You can rate it, preferably five stars. If not, that's fine. Just don't tell me if you do. But if you are going to rate it and take the time, preferably five that'd be great. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, that's it, I think. So yeah, follow me. So if I ever do this again, you can give your lovely opinions and I will see you guys next week. Bye.